Welcome to Q&A, a deeper dive with Sam Holm and other guests as we dig deeper into the sermon content each week. Good day to you and welcome to A Deeper Dive. I'm Mark Presley and this week, in this week at First Baptist Mm -hmm. McKinney, we had the privilege of hearing from the guy that's in charge of all things missions, uh, Ryan too, our missions minister. I do my best. Yes, and he is with us today. Uh, We tried to get Sam in here, but it just didn't work out. Uh, But we have... He's not very missional. You no, know, no, he's he, just not a missions guy. Well, <laughs> no, that's no, not true at all. No, we we actually, I want to ask you the question at the end that I asked him if we can oh, get okay. there of where he wanted to go to Nepal mm-hmm. when we talked about if he wanted to be a missionary, where he would want to go. Oh. But we've got a lot of stuff okay. before we get yes. there. That's a uh, so again, I'm with Ryan too. He preached this last week out of Romans 15, the very end of it. We really only have about two more weeks of Romans, and then we will have spent the whole year in Romans minus the... 150-year celebration. We're celebrate. Oh, We're yeah. celebrate big. I think you said that he needs to bring one of those little yeah, poppers. Like a, yeah, mini firework on stage. Yeah, something yeah. like that. We had a drone show earlier. <laughs> Maybe we could just get Mark Fansler, one of his drones up Ooh, there. Perfect. And yes. Fly around everybody. Yes. So anyways, uh, want to make sure you like, subscribe. Uh, I did have an interesting, I want to ask you this question mm-hmm. before we get going, Ryan. What speed do you listen to your podcast at? Are oh, you man. a two-time speed, a 1.5X, or a... I'm a 2Xer just, in general. Just a 2Xer. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a lot of discussion. People are talking slow, and you can get through some stuff pretty quickly. Well, you and I actually talk fast, so I would love to hear this. Ooh. Just naturally, we're kind of... If you can get me going, yeah, we'll see how. Like metal bats. You know, we <laughs> talk very fast. A little inside joke there. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you didn't know, you can listen to your podcast at 2X speed, 1X speed, 1.5 on most of the podcasts, Apple, the others. You just hit the little... It's usually in the bottom corner. 1x and sometimes i might have just given you a tip that helps you but yeah, anyways it's super american to do it super fast but it is i'm it not is. opposed to it in america we don't even wait for the microwave to end no as way. i like to say it gets down <laughs> to one second you stop it yes. and open it but uh you were in romans 15 mm-hmm. and uh i said like subscribe all the did all the office yeah work i'm supposed to do oh and if you want to go hear his sermon firstmckinney.com slash on demand and Ooh. it's out there you can hear it's the second hour Yes. Uh, second hour sermon. The first hour, if you email me, I will give you a copy of the first <laughs> first hour. Yeah. But this is going to be a fun one uh, in here. But Ryan, why don't you get us started and kind of talk through what you preached on in case they missed it? Yeah. So the end of Romans 15, verses 22 through 33, uh, Paul is addressing uh, the church there in Rome and telling them his plans. Um, and really, just what we saw is that uh, we must, the main point was that we must be filled with Christ for our journey with Christ. Uh, first, obviously, in salvation, but then in the continuous living, uh, being filled up as we go. And Paul uh, certainly did that. He highlighted generosity in this passage. He highlights um, service, and then he also highlights prayer. And the key verse that we really kind of honed in on, verse 29, he says, I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. And so the challenge was, man, that's a that's a bold statement. It's a confident statement. He says, I know. And so to come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ, I just kind of saw that as, what does that look like in someone's life? Like, how, how do we do that? And um, I think this passage really highlights, as we worship Jesus, as we become more like Jesus, as we behold Jesus, these 
things, these practices in our life actually add to it. It, it. it really builds us up and binds us up and gives us that kind of Holy Spirit energy where when you're walking into a room, you're just bleeding out Holy Spirit love and Jesus. And I think that's the fullness of the blessing of Christ. I think you use the illustration almost if we're a cup, if we're getting yes. filled up with Christ, we yes. bump into people, it it yeah, spills just, over and uh-huh. overflows. Yeah. yeah, just spilling Holy Spirit all over people. I love that you, <laughs> you started out with, do you have peace? Mm-hmm. And I know, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, the greatness of podcasts, they're on demand, but mm-hmm. uh, knowing we're headed into one of those busy, busy times of the year, Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm-hmm. as we're recording this, it's a time, you know, we, we say, peace be with you, all yeah. those kind of things. Peace on earth. Peace. Yeah. Yep. All the things we mm-hmm. sing songs about it all during mm-hmm. Christmas, but it is not a time of peace at all. No. Uh, uh, it's crazy. Yes. In-laws are coming in town or yeah, political just, season. Yep. yep. Smokes. It's, it's voting today yes. for us as we're recording this. If mm-hmm. it tells you when we recorded it in the <laughs> yeah. week, let you behind the scenes. But, um, well, in verse 33, it says, may, uh, may the God of peace be with you all. It, it kind of sums up what he's talking about. And when you have peace with God first in salvation, through, uh, grace through faith in Jesus Christ, um, that's peace. It's peace on earth is not so much nation nation. It's, it's the entire earth peace with God. And then you can have peace as you go, contentment as you go. And that's what this, this is very application-based passage about just Christian living and ha- being at peace with how you're spending your days. Yeah. And, and- he, he talks about it at the end to refresh, mm. use those terms. But how do you, uh, if little behind the scenes of this, I prepare some questions and ask, yeah. but one that's not on there, how do you find peace? Um, you know, I once heard, you think of prayer, talking with God as a time of peace, and it is. You're coming to your Father, to your Creator, and just to lay it all out there. Um, I did hear, uh, I think it was Al Mohler who said, um, that's actually sometimes not always the peaceful time because you're actually letting it out or you're, you're wrestling and you may not always get the answer at that point. Um, so the peace then comes as a, the, there's a book written on this, like what is the truest thing about you? I think that in all of our trials, we can look to uh, the circumstance right in front of us. We can't see six inches in front of our face. We can't see a mile down the road. We don't even know what's coming up in the next few days. The peace comes that if all of this fades away, like if I lose everything, if I lose my family, like my status as a husband and a father, if I lose my job, my my passion as a minister of the gospel here at our church, if 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 friends abandon, if everything falls away, what do I have left? And I have peace because I know that in the end, in death, I'm with Christ. I will see him. I will be with him. I'm forgiven of sin. That's peace. I have peace with God through that. And there's that that's where you have to draw on it when all else fades away. But in a continuous way, yeah, I have peace with the fact of, hey, there's fulfillment, there's purpose. I get to live into it. And what an adventure he calls us to, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, we're doing, I mean, a small group that meets mm-hmm. uh, um, with some other couples, and yeah. we're actually doing a study right now on uh, nothing to do with your sermon, but mm-hmm. the taking technology out of our lives oh, to please. give us a little yes. bit of peace. Amen. And the author of the book talks about a one-minute pause, that mm. can you pause for one minute and do do nothing, kind of clear your mind, mm-hmm. and can you do that, and kind of how that brings, and I've been attempting to do that, not every yeah. day, uh, if yeah. my small group is listening now, but I've been <laughs> attempting to do it, because uh, we're trying to hold each other accountable, and it is in those moments of frenzy, mm-hmm. uh, that if you can just pause for one minute, how it does kind of bring that to you, oh, but yeah. your sermon was kind of on 
filling you up with Christ yeah. and getting that fulfillment. Yeah. And you you talked about generosity, service, prayer, all those kind of things. But I want to take a, a curve on this and mm -hmm. talk a little bit about missions, which is part of the yeah. fulfillment yeah. of it and the missions adventure. Um, and and it goes to the verse. In the end, Paul's talking about being refreshed. He's writing because mm -hmm. he's about to go on a journey. You pulled up the big map. Yeah. We pulled out the TV. Oh, yeah. A uh, little controversy there among the staff. To use if, the TV or not use if, the TV? To use the TV on the stage. And if you're new to first, there's a TV on the stage that mm -hmm. they can interact with. And yeah. Ryan... You made the, the cobwebs, man. Controversial step <laughs> to uh, pull so that out, uh, but I think we're actually going to pull it out in the uh, in January Fun. when we are on the Book of Mark, mm -hmm. which is a great book. I keep saying for some strange reason, the Book of Mark. I, I could never guess why. I don't know yeah. why. Um, but we talk about their refreshing and ministering to minister mm -hmm. uh, to the missionaries in mm -hmm. our church. And I know we have several missionaries, yeah. and that's one of your areas you're over is taking care of them. Mm -hmm. You just went to Cambodia. You told oh, that yeah. story. But what are some ways we can refresh those missionaries out on the field? Yeah, yeah. Um, for years here, even before I was leading missions here, is that the team had said uh, the biblical action that we do is just we pray for those in service and for the mission of God. We give to it generously, financially, in other ways, and then we go. And so uh, Paul is even saying, "Hey, I'm I'm coming to the fullest of the blessing of Christ." I think part of that is because when you're living on that mission, you're just you're feeling it, you're walking in the will of God, um, step in step with the Holy Spirit. So to then be obedient to that towards our brothers and sisters in Christ who are serving internationally, yeah, to to build up those who've really answered that call to go to the front lines. Um, it's those three things. Like, are we praying? Are we genu uh, genuinely praying and asking that, yes, God, like your will be done. Like, let's draw more on his will, his kingdom into this earth through prayer, prayer and that it would serve those on the mission field. Paul uh, asked for this in the latter verses of 22 to 33, saying, pray for me, pray for me. I'm going back to the, like Judea, where there's Unbelievers, there's there's Jews who who really hate me, and we see that uh, played out in Acts of how uh, they come at him. But first prayer, calling on the one who can do the greatest things, the one who can truly do it, is God. Uh, giving towards them generously. I've heard amazing stories of of missionaries who are praying for like just provision, and all of a sudden some check shows up, and it's not just the money; it's like the exact number that they're looking for, the eleven hundred dollars and thirty seven cents, or whatever it is that someone just you know, peeled off the top of their commission check or whatever it is. Like if you have that, and even if you don't, if you're giving little, giving a lot, just give, be generous towards the church, be generous towards the mission, be generous towards these mission uh, organizations. If you are giving directly to a missionary, do it. Uh, put their prayer card on your, on your fridge, disciple your family through that. Um, and then if you can carve it out, use your vacation days, go visit them. It's such a gift to those on the mission field, especially our American brothers and sisters or any international who's gone to somewhere that's not their homeland. They, 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 they miss it, right? They're not in that natural habitat for them. So they need that encouragement. So all three of those things, um, we invite you, we're going to have a missions expo in the spring. Come be a part of it. Go on a mission trip with us. Sounds like you're saying the very end of your sermon and Sam has used these words to mm -hmm. pray, give, go. Yes. Yeah. It's basically pray, give, go. And I want to clarify, because you said international, and I know your heart. It's mm -hmm. not just international. Right. We have several ministries local, yeah. uh, several ministries even within the walls of our church mm -hmm. that they can be part of and serve. We encourage the international, but there are ways here oh, yeah. in our city, in our state, in our nation, mm -hmm. uh, even some of our church plants. We have a church plant right down the road. Yes. That, they can be part of, they can serve, they can pray, they can give, they can yeah. go. And that word contribution that, that Paul 
uses is actually uh, in these verses towards the church is actually the root word koinonia, meaning like just community, fellowship, giving of your life, sharing of your life. So again, we talked about time, talent, treasure, right? Like give your time, uh, give your gifts, give your treasure. Uh, I have found that our missionaries, like just to go get a lunch with them, the ones who are local, um, to Zoom with those who are international and then go actually see them face to face. He, Paul talks about this, uh, when I come by way of you, when I spend time with you, when I presence with you, that, that physical presence and just act of fellowship and love and um, sharing of life with them is such a gift. You know, we talked about that peace at the first, mm-hmm. and as we're talking, I'm thinking through some of the most peaceful times I've had mm-hmm. is when I've gotten to go, I get to go, whatever the mm-hmm. correct English is there, <laughs> on a mission trip. Yeah, And it could even be local. Uh, I love to go with my kids. And I would say if you have younger kids or kids in the youth group, it's a great through our family mission trips through those this oh, yeah. coming up. I know it's a long way off, mm-hmm. but the summer AWOL trip uh, over spring break, those are great ways to get involved if you've never been on oh, a yeah. trip. And a missions blog, the one-liner I heard years ago, one week on the mission field is worth a year's worth of discipleship. I mean, everyone comes back. And we joke around about this, even in the sermon, Chris and I joke around it in previous weeks. No one ever complains. And it's like, man, I'm just so upset that I gave generously or I used my vacation time to go on a mission trip. No one's ever upset about that. Just just giving your life away, just like Jesus did. Yeah. And the molars, it was interesting, the the Pray Give Go, the mm-hmm. molars came in town, the people that were surrounding them, and you were helping them, but mm-hmm. it was it was awesome to see those two or three couples, oh, families yeah. that have invested in them for years yes. and just the relationships that are formed. And and so we'd encourage you to even do that. If you mm-hmm. can't go, find a missionary here that you can make your personal yes. missionary. That sounds weird to say it that way, but mm-hmm. that you can pray for, you can give to, you can go. Mm-hmm. And we've even, uh, I think of the Evans, yeah. who are serving overseas, but in our church every Sunday. Yeah. 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 And he's still working and, and mm-hmm. impacting all of Africa, it feels like, yeah. in in some way. Okay, so let me let me take a shift here a little sure. bit in that. Uh, and we talked about Paul's personal calling. Mm. You know, that was the go part of this. And he said his personal calling was to preach Christ in places. He didn't say this, but I'm putting this there. Yeah. Preach Christ in places where Christ has not been heard of. That was Paul's calling. Yes. So how do we discover our personal calling, the go mm-hmm. part of that, the pray, the give, the go? How yeah. do we discover where we should be going, where we should be serving? Right. Uh, and I'm not necessarily volunteering here at the church, but beyond that. Yeah. So just thinking biblically, like what is what are some verses to help guide this? And a general principle, the one that came to mind, Psalm 37.4 says this, Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Um let me read that again. Take the take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. That sounds really good to the natural selfish person. You're like, great, all right. If so if I'm with God, I get what I want. I think if you genuinely spend time soaking in His Word, understanding the heart of Christ, um, knowing God, spending time with God, fellowshipping in prayer, and then fellowshipping with the saints, and then living out on mission with the saints, the church your heart will actually be retuned, reoriented to his heart. And so those desires, he's, he's probably going to put his desires in your heart, and they're actually going to line up. And yes, he has uniquely made every single person. The way the church is put together is by this fast, it's the body, right? We all have a different part. And so um, to each individual listening right now, like he's made you for a unique purpose. He's made you unique in your giftings. Uh, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 
uh, even Ephesians 4, when we think about like the offices, uh, Paul was an apostle. By that definition, he was taking the gospel to these new regions. Um, so whatever your calling is, you have a place. We just talked about this with our missions team here, uh, that everyone has the same uh, role uh, in the fact that it's a further of the mission. So whether you're a sender, whether you're a giver, whether you're a goer, uh, it is all equal to, for the cross, our, our role that we're the body of Christ. He is the head and we are the body. So when it comes to that, how has he gifted you? I Man, I've learned so much just by just by trying. Like just try, trial and error. Like see what happens. If you go volunteer with youth, if you try to teach and you don't like it, fine, move on. Uh, you may find that you have some giftings you didn't even know about, right? Because that's a spiritual gift. I would also just interrupt yeah. you and say, it's also where he's put you. Mm-hmm. Like you might be working in an office yes that you're there for a reason yes there's ways you can minister there yeah you know a lot of times we want to leave where we're at and go someplace else mm-hmm. or even leave on a mission trip yeah when we can be doing something where we're at absolutely and maybe this is the challenge the sign mm-hmm. you've been waiting for for I'm supposed to walk across the street or a new neighbor moved in totally. down the street yes. uh, that I'm supposed to minister to them and it kind of starts at home you mm-hmm. know that's that acts passage mm-hmm. Judea Samaria yeah. and the ends of the earth you need to start at home with that. Well, it's wow. a here and there thing, right? It's always here and there. We're not, we don't just say, put our flag in the ground and go, hey, we're done here in Dallas, Texas. We're done in McKinney. We're done in the U.S. Let's just go abroad. It's, it's, it's a both and here and there. And now the world has gotten so small. People from all the nations are coming here, especially to the Metroplex, Dallas, Fort Worth, where we're at. So we have people in our backyard. We actually have someone on They're our mission. They're coming from California. Yes, a foreign, foreign land that needs Jesus. Uh, no, we, <laughs> we have people on our missions team who are currently investigating ministries with immigrants of people when they come off the plane, a way to greet them and love them and, and show them hospitality and say, hey, you've never even heard this name, but we're going to represent Jesus to you. And by serving you and loving you, you our, our hope is that you fall in love with him. And some of those folks may actually end up going back. And so you never know the impact. So yes, just be a missionary wherever you're at. Okay, so hard question that came in, or at least one of the yeah. harder ones for the week. Come on. Uh, just because uh, you and I aren't normally the preachers, that's yes. Sam mm-hmm. um, and others, but yeah. you, you have preached a couple times. But yeah. I want to throw a little bit, okay. uh, see your scriptural knowledge, all Uh-oh. that kind of stuff. But um, is there a theological basis? This one came in. Is there a theological basis for believing that God does impress some to be called to be missionaries? And I'm assuming mm. from the question, called to kind of be that international missionary. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we we just discussed, he calls us all to, mm-hmm. what's our mission field to go out? But more on the theological side of to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, specifically, like we're talking about Paul right here, right? Like he had his conversion. Jesus called him very specifically, very obviously, uh, blinded him, uh, used a huge impact to then obviously pull the scales off his eyes, uh, figurative and literal, and send him. And he knew his job was to go to the Gentiles, go to those who weren't Jewish, those who didn't have that original message. But uh, it really is. It's the message of the whole Bible. Like, our God is a missional God. He sent Abraham. Uh, he was going to bless the nations through him. Uh, he sent Jonah, of all people, who even did it kicking and screaming, to go share with Nineveh. 
uh, he's always sending his people out. He's always messaging his people out. When the Queen of Sheba comes to Solomon, uh, that is missional. She came to him because he had all the wisdom, but then she goes back out, right? She hears the truth of God and goes out. And so even as walking through Romans, Romans 10, people got to hear who's going to do it. Well, we got to send out preachers. We got to send out messengers. We got to send out, like we talked about in the sermon, heralders of the gospel, those proclaiming a new kingdom. So Harbingers. I love that. Huh? Harbingers. Ooh, I, yeah. that my roommates had a band in college named the Harbingers. <laughs> and so I, it's someone who heralds the yeah. good news. That's good. So I've always I there, like Baylor, the Harbingers. Yeah, that's real good. And of course, uh, you know, the great passage of Matthew 28, the Great Commission. We are sent out to all nations. So yeah, it's a, you see some specific examples, but um, yeah, theological basis for uh, really people going out on mission. And I've heard some wild stories about how people even ended up where they are. Dreams, uh, unique messages, whatever God has done to draw them in. Well, let me stop you. Mm -hmm. And uh, we weren't, this wasn't planned to talk mm -hmm. about, but just kind of your story of getting to first, because mm. those listening may not know, yeah. uh, you didn't set out to be a minister. Absolutely and that's not, not a missionary, right. but a minister. And we are all called to that. But mm -hmm. um, you didn't set out for that. How did you get where you are? Like, yeah. did God call you to that? And um, and I know you, you could yeah. talk forever, but uh, oh, kind of summarize how you got where you yeah. were. Yeah. Because you didn't go to seminary to, right. uh, you know, like my, my story is grew up, went mm -hmm. to Baylor, always kind of felt called early calling in, in yeah. Grant's youth ministry. Yes. He was my youth minister mm -hmm. and kind of had that call to the ministry and kind of followed through with that. Yeah. Doing some film school as I went and all mm -hmm. that, but ended up back here. Yeah. But you didn't start out that way. So no, kind of no, no. walk through your journey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, originally from Austin, graduated from Baylor. My wife and I got married right out of there and uh, jumped into the business world. So, you know, like any person in the for-profit world, you usually want to make money. And so I want to make a lot of money. I thought I would, you know, nobly be generous with it, maybe. Um, but yeah, the Lord just wrecked us, That's man. That's the give part of... Yeah, right, <laughs> right. give, go. Um, yeah. yeah, the Lord just wrecked us. We heard good, amazing gospel preaching in our early 20s. And um, my wife actually really pushed us to serve. So we started serving with the high school ministry, just reaching out to high schoolers. And that grew us, right? Just like we're talking about the going part of how much it fills you up. So um, through hearing the gospel, living out the gospel, and then falling in love more with what I was doing outside of work than what I was doing at work. And so eventually, uh, in my fourth out of six years in business, realizing, uh-oh, I don't think I'm going to be here forever or even in the business world. And so at that time, I didn't want to work for a church. And so I wanted to do some something missional. So I went and worked for a water organization, a Christian water provision group that we drilled water wells, shared the gospel in West Africa. We had our, our focus, laser focus on one nation, Liberia, West Africa, and got to see that. And in that time, really started pouring through the scriptures and just fell in love with the local church. Like God's plan A to usher in his kingdom. This is the mission, is the church's mission. We go just like we talked about, Paul establishes through evangelism, discipleship, and church planning, and then the church does that more and more and more. And so heaven really is like this respreading of the Holy Spirit over the earth. And so I just fell in love with it, man. And it was through, yes, hearing the gospel, grace, 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 um, feeling renewed in that and restored in that, and then seeing it lived out by really faithful men and women to the gospel and just being inspired by that and saying, all right, that's I, that's what I want to do with my life. And why wouldn't I? Jesus saved me. I'm, I was just wretched and sin, going straight to hell. And he just rescued that. And so to just give back, give back that life, say, God, you can do whatever you want with me. Let's go. And um, yeah, like you said, I actually got hired here before going to seminary, <laughs> uh, just finished. But um, yeah, now just wanting to preach the gospel 
and see the church grow and see see the church spread and make disciples, multiplication in all areas. Um, but like we talked about, everyone has a role. It does not matter if you're a vocational minister. Everyone is a minister of the gospel, really a servant of the gospel. So like a Romans 12, 1, just be a living sacrifice. Give your life away. Give your body away. Give everything you have to it. Um, yes, provide for yourself and your family. Let's 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 have bread on the table, but let's go. So to dig a little deeper, mm-hmm. the name of the podcast. Yeah, come on. What was it that clicked? That because you said you were in the business world. Yeah, you're doing all that grace, grace, grace. Mm-hmm. You were studying. When did was it a gradual or was it just I'm supposed to be doing this? Yeah. Uh, Paul Rises uh, to Timothy says, "For the one who aspires to the office of the elder." Um, some people have a clear calling. Some people have a very, have a moment, kind of like their salvation. Uh, some people come to that realization. Yeah, for me, I would say it was actually way more progressive. And again, that's why when people ask like, well, where do I, where do I go? How do I serve here? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan because this is what happened to us. Just apply yourself. Like God is looking for people who are willing and uh, sometimes able, <laughs> but just willing, just throw yourself out there and see what he does with it. Just go open-handed with it. God, use me. And then again, He'll give you the desires of your heart as you're in tune with him. It's his mission. Jump into it. Um, it's just this huge tidal wave coming over and kind of in this, like, kind of a hippie surfer sense. Just ride the wave in. It's it's a peaceful place, man. Ryan is the hippie of our, <laughs> I think, of our staff. I don't know if anyone's called you that. But, no, no. Uh, I am from Austin. So, but I don't, yeah. well, yeah, there you <laughs> keep go. Austin weird. So Let's go, you baby. left. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I don't know why I went there, but <laughs> I made Andrew giggle. That's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, our, um, our amazing producer. Um, but uh, it kind of, it's a good way to say, you know, we're talking about missionary, mm-hmm. but it's a good way to think in in your life, just as you got into that, uh, what clicked and, you know, uh, yeah. the the go part of it. Mm-hmm. You were praying, you were giving, mm-hmm. and the go part. And for yeah. you, that was, oh, I need to go in full-time ministry, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. He just kind of, yeah, he drew me into it. I didn't want to originally work at the church, but... Here we are. So, and what do you mean by that? I didn't originally want to work at the church. Yeah, I think um, I saw like how the church functioned, and I love what they did, and I just didn't feel called to that kind of leadership. Uh, but what actually happened is just through volunteering, the youth needed some leaders. So while I was doing the water ministry, I got to teach the Bible to fifteen and sixteen year olds. Walked with them for four years to to their senior year, and man, teaching the Word of God, it just. Oh. It's it's one of the favorite one of my most favorite things I get to do, and so um, yeah, falling in love with that, understanding more about what does it mean to be a teacher of the word, a preacher of the word, a leader in the church, and uh, yeah, again, fell in love with God's local church and its mission to glorify Him. And I asked I asked it that way because yeah. Sam says the same thing. I didn't want to be a preacher, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think. A lot of times I'm going to interpret that and see if I'm correct. But you think if you'll get in the church, you you lose this ministry outside of the church, though, too. Right. In the same way, if I go to be a missionary, I'm going to lose this, but you gain so much more, too. Yes. Yeah. And it's, I mean, Ephesians 4, our job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. But if we just look at how Jesus did it, he, hey, he went to synagogue, he went to big church, he had a small group, he had the guys, but man, he was living on mission, sharing the gospel. So it's like, as a minister... Yeah, it's actually to the rest of the world. Hey, I can share the gospel with my neighbors, and I can bring people alongside. We can all train one another and disciple one another as we grow in Christ. 
So I know uh, we had to slow some of our missions down because mm. of COVID. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we have a bunch coming up in the uh, spring, summer, that kind of stuff. And if you're interested in any of that, they can uh, come talk to you, yeah. I guess. I would just say email missions at firstmckinney.com, missions at firstmckinney.com. Uh, we'll be posting all the trips coming up here soon. We're talking with partners. I'm pretty fired up for 2023. It's the year of Michael Jordan, so it's going to be the GOAT, right? The year of Michael Jordan. Yeah. What, what did he change his number to after 23? 45, right? 45, yeah. yeah. So it'll be a while till we get to 45. <laughs> so uh, yeah. let's start in 23 rather yes. than in 45. Yes. Uh, what will life be like in 2045? We'll discuss that on our next podcast. Now, uh, it's been minutes. awesome to get a chance to just share yeah. and talk with you. Thanks, you. We're looking forward to this because... Uh, Ryan and I can get a little off subject in staff meetings. We're known to kind of yes. bring a little brevity to yes. the, yes. Mm-hmm. So we were a little nervous. Like I said, that's why I wanted Sam here to kind of keep us grounded, but we uh-huh. made it through yeah. and all that. Uh, I will give you the last word, but okay. before I say that, uh, make sure you do like, share this uh, uh, podcast, tell others about it. And like you said, if you're interested in missions, you can go to firstmckinney.com slash mission or missions. Uh, one of those, Both? I can't remember. It has Question an mark. S. Well, one <laughs> says our missions, and one is yeah. yeah. But it's one of those. You just go find it. Yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. our website, or just come up and talk to one of us, and we can get Please. you connected in some way. And then also uh, looking forward to next week, Ben, uh, our new young adult yeah. and discipleship guy, uh, who I would not want to get an arm wrestling match with. Not at if all. you have not seen him. Yeah, uh, he might tear your arm off. He's Yes, yes. Uh, But he will be uh, uh, taking us through Romans 16 next week, so you'll be sure to want to catch that. And then Sam will be back for Disciple Now weekend, and he kind of has that last message message in Romans. And then let you behind the scenes, we're going to be in the Book of John Mm -hmm. with a series called Born, uh, not Born Identity, just Born. uh, Not the supremacy or the ultimate. No, whatever, however many born born. Movies there are out there. And then we'll be in the book of Mark, one of the great books of the Bible there in (laughs) in January. Kind of lets you go. But um, before we go, I'll kind of give you the last word and you take us out of here, Ryan. Oh, wow. All right. Let's dismount. Um, Yes. As Paul says in Romans 15, um, go in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. Be filled with Christ for your journey with Christ. Live with him. But first place faith in him. Uh, He is a good, good father. He's a good shepherd and he loves you. And... um, just trust him. And as you trust him, you can live with him. And he has a adventure and abundance in store for each of us. So as we pray, give and go, uh, may we glorify him and make disciples. Thank you for joining us this week on Q&A at Deeper Dive. We hope you'll like, subscribe, and share this podcast along with others. You can submit your questions by texting question to 96123, and we'll discuss those each week. Again, thank you for joining us.